Oh, what a glorious day it is to be back with the TV channeling audience. Welcome to the livest TV review and entertainment news, etc. show on the planet. TV channeling. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another week of TV channeling. We are super excited to be here as per usual. My name is Tachi. And I am Kevin, and we're giving you not one, but we're giving you two brand new reviews of two of Netflix's hottest shows. Yes, from the world of Netflixia, we've got some really, <laughs> so really, I'd, I'd like to live in Netflixia, actually. Oh, I already do. <laughs> oh is that why i can never reach you okay well, <laughs> yeah yeah take that uh disney play yeah. yeah 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 absolutely so while we are blissfully in the land of nextflixia uh we are going to there are two really interesting things that came up that uh we watched Kevin, I really am interested in your take on these things. Can you tell us a little bit about them first? All right. So the first thing up uh, is uh, a show called Turn Up Charlie, starring one Idris Elba. And let me tell you a little bit about it. So Charlie is a struggling DJ and eternal bachelor uh, is given a final chance at success when he reluctantly becomes a manny to his famous best friend's problem child daughter so uh oh and the show takes place in london so there's a lot of british accents and there's a few questionable english accents if you ask this guy <laughs> so <laughs> what well, did you th what did you think of turn up charlie well first of all nobody asked you about the questionable accent <laughs> 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 uh, so but you know i i, I do agree so it is very much, it gave me, although not the same type of show, it gave me a very chewing gum-ish vibe, if that makes any sense. So I think to me, this is the direction that British humor and British comedy is going in. It seems it's got the, the it's definitely the single camera, no laugh track, no audience type of thing, which is a departure from the days of Britcoms, uh, the early days of Britcoms, which I really love also. I am a huge Are You Being Served fan, etc. But this is a, let's say that British comedy has matured, even though it was always more mature than American comedy. It has, uh, it has found a different, uh, found a different path. And I actually kind of like this path. I think Though I was concerned initially when I saw the premise of this, because, you know, Idris Elba is my husband in my head. Yes, you've made that quite clear. Thank you. I didn't make it clear this time, so I had to make it clear again. <laughs> well, the fact that he put a restraining order out against you means even he knows about this and he's concerned. I love these stories that you tell. He would never do that to me, <laughs> Okay, tell that to the judge. Tell it to the judge. <laughs> so anyway, I I was concerned when I saw this because all, I love everything that Idris Elba has done. I, there's nothing that I've seen that I have not liked. So I was concerned with this one because it was a comedy. And of course, we're very used to him being a dramatic actor. And 
the fact that it kind of eerily in a way I was like, is this going to be like the toy? Remember the uh, the toy from 1982 with Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason, where Jackie Gleason hired Richard Pryor to be like the nanny for this really terrible little boy. Oh, wow. So this is kind of a redo then. In a sense, it is. Or, well, I was yeah, reimagining. I, reimagining. I was. I was afraid it was going to be that because I hate. I it it bothers me when you have. Again, I hate to throw the people of color thing in there, but I have to. When you have them looking after non-melanated children, you know, and you know they do in real. <laughs> It bothers me because I'm like, here we go. So when I saw the premise of this, I was like, oh, Lord, is this going to be another Richard Pryor, the toy or any other nanny type of thing? I can't. I can't. But, uh, you know, surprisingly, it 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 does not have that feel. It, it While the premise may be the same as the toy a little bit, it um, it feels different. What Just about straight you? up stolen? But anyway, um, <laughs> similar. <laughs> exact same thing but anyway <laughs> but i guess as long as there have been children in movies and tv they have always been uh what will we'll, uh, to put it nicely precocious someone would just say evil but okay precocious children and uh then you, you're putting uh people that aren't wouldn't classically be regarded as someone who would care for a child having to care for them as in like fran dresser and the nanny so um it's a it's a classic formula of bad kids and and unconventional choices to take care of them and you know what it's always bad well obviously if you have a nanny that means you have money to hire someone to watch your children it's not like a a babysitting situation but of course there are always children with means who have no i'm like can you not be wealthy and be well-mannered? The two are not mutually exclusive. I don't Apparently, understand. Apparently, I, I think movies and TV have all taught us that, yes, <laughs> <laughs> those two things, uh, uh, being being rich and being spoiled and being bratty, is it's basically it's chocolate and peanut butter. They just go great together. <laughs> and also and yeah if you're when your parents pay for child care they're also gonna have to pay for you to go and get into the best college because you're in you're pretty much an ass oh. so we know that's that's just how it rolls that's just just how it goes down apparently you get a trust fund you get permission to be an ass wow life is so fair yeah. <laughs> oh, now I have to ask you a question because uh, yeah. now Idris Elba plays a Nigerian in this particular show, so he has Nigerian uh, his his family. He lives with his aunt. Uh, he's not doing great uh, career wise, so he's staying with his aunt. And uh, he has a friend who I doesn't officially live with him, but he's never not at uh, Idris Elba's aunt's house. So I don't know what's going on with that. But what I wanted to ask you is, how do you feel about some of the Nigerian accents? And I got to ask you one thing that some that was said in the first episode was everyone is invited to a Nigerian wedding. Is that true? And can I get free food whenever Nigerian people are getting married somewhere? Basically, yes. <laughs> basically, basically, yes. That that one is not a lie. From what I know of Nigerian weddings, it's uh, let's just say Nigerians like to show off. Okay, we like to we like to show that we like to have a good time and that we've got the best wedding out of what you know anybody. We like to have a, we like to party basically, and so yeah, 
if it, people are like, oh, yeah, just come to the wedding. I'm like, did I get a formal invitation? Doesn't matter. It's a Nigerian wedding. So you know the jollof rice and uh, the plantain and everything will be free flowing. So Okay, you, you know what? Uh, well. I just want to let our listeners know, if any of you are planning on getting married anytime soon, I am in the Southern California area. I will I'd be happy to do an appearance. And I'll even toast you if you want me to. But I'll definitely eat. So There you go. See, how at your boy. We're very I'll simple. I'll let you boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, and, okay, so you asked about the, the accents. Now, here's the thing. I think that the parents, you know, at, at in episode two, was it two or one? Two was when we see, uh, we see, we see the parents. parents for the first right. time. When we see his parents, and I'm assuming that his parents live in, in Lagos and uh, because he's supposed to be Yoruba, and Europe, the Yoruba people, their centered or their hub is, is in the west of Nigeria, which is around Lagos, which is where the... Um, Lagos is the, the financial capital. It's the biggest city in Nigeria. So if you're Yoruba and you live in a large city, probably it's Lagos. So um, I'm guessing they were living in Lagos because I they did show like a, an establishing shot. I said, oh, okay, that's Nigeria. Very good. And of course, their accents were, fu- were, were fine. They sounded Nigerian. Sometimes I catch the anti-slipping which leads me to believe that maybe, I don't know, I need to look at and see the actress's name. She could really very well be Nigerian, but she may not be born in Nigeria or, you know what I mean? So she may be, yeah, but uh, having to uh, muster, she may, be, she may be imitating her mother or grandmother or correct, something. Correct, correct. Which, which can work very well if you practice at it, but it, you know, it, it's really hard to keep it up. If you, if you are not like well practiced, like Chiwetel Ejiofor does it well all the time, <laughs> because even though he's got a British accent, so that was where you know in terms of the uh, the Nigerian accent, hers was slipping a little bit, uh, but uh, you know the parents were fine. And uh, by the way, Idris Elba is not Nigerian. He, I didn't. Did I say I said he was playing a Nigerian? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm telling the 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 audience, the studio audience. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, one thing I did want to say, you mentioned the ant. I got to say what one of my favorite things my, the ant said. I had to write this line down. It was so fun. When, uh, when uh, Idris is actually, or Idris, or Charlie, <laughs> Charlie is uh, uh, working a wedding of a, of a friend, uh, and he's DJing. And so he meets, uh, he locks eyes with some girl at the, at the wedding, and soon he has her back at his place, or I should say his aunt's place, but in his bedroom. And um, he turns on some music, which is apparently too loud, and his aunt bursts in, and uh, and says, you know, uh, keep the uh, keep uh, keep the noise down. And uh, Charlie uh, says, uh, can't you knock? And she replies, knock for what? Uh, am I a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not for what? Am I Jehovah's Witness? Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. In fact, they should have cast you because your accent was better than hers. But it, was, <laughs> but it was a good line. It was a good line. That was a really... Well, that whole scene was just full of things that I didn't expect. So, I didn't expect for the... First of all, the music. I was like, mm, that's not really sexy music. But okay, if you say so. Everybody was, has different opinions of what sexy is. We, it, we, should, we need to have a discussion 
question about sexy music because the, the, the funny thing is he puts on some music the girl is not feeling it she requests something else and he's like trying to explain to her that this is uh, this is uh, analog he's playing an actual record and the song she wants would be digital so it's not as smooth so she just turns the music off that's one thing I will say just just FYI when you can't agree on music it's just turn the music off it's just because it can kill the mood for the other person Thank you. <laughs> just, a little, just, a little, just a little sex tip from Kevin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, this has turned into a whole different type of show. <laughs> oh, wait till we get to our second sh- It's NC-17 all the way. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I that whole scene to me was just, it, the timing was just really good. So, bam, you know, they're, they, they meet, they lock eyes, bam, they're back in his room, bam, the, they, you know, the music thing, and then they turn the music off, bam, the uh, auntie uh, comes in and asks why she has to knock and she oh, and see, the thing is, that is typical Nigerian, so they'll ask a question, they'll, they were like, I don't have to knock in my own, uh, you know, I don't have to knock in my own house, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, so it, they won't tell you, they'll ask, am I now a Jehovah's Witness? So it'll be like, there'll be like, um, you statements know, just in the form anything. of questions. Statements yeah. in the form of questions, exactly. We, oh, we do, you know, Nigerians must do, do incredibly well on Jeopardy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is in the form of a question. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I remember watching um, a, a YouTube thing, and she was, you know, one of these things, like things that Nigerian parents do. And so she was driving, pretending she was like a, mo- a mother driving. And then somebody was beeping behind her, and she got out of the car and said, Are you the president of this road? Instead of saying, What's going on? She, and they ask all sorts of lofty things, which I love about Nigerian culture. And so the back to the scene the the kicker is not only is all that going on the damn friend is in the room and you have no clue that he's in the room when yeah, because, all of this is going because, on and what's even weirder is which isn't even addressed is a it's weird that he's in there and he says nothing when Idris shows up with this girl but was he just sitting in the in a chair in the dark in his friend's room why what exactly the? facing the wall what, what is that is about going? yeah that particularly creepy particularly Very creepy, creepy. Very creepy, but it's like it's so fit. It's creepy, I mean, I but to, it's I so may have fits. to watch the show uh, just to find out: Does his friend actually live someplace? Does well, he have a place? He mentioned now. Well, he didn't say whether or not he lives with them, but I'm speculating that he lives with his mom because he, uh, when the auntie was uh, cooking before the little girl came over, which we'll get into, she was um, saying, uh, he was saying, you could, I, I like your food better than my mom's food. So I was like, okay, do you live with your mom? Well, my guess is yes, because yeah. of the fact that you're, if, if you live, if you're, ba- it's one thing to hang out at your friend's house when your friend has their own house, but to be hanging out at your friend's house and your friend doesn't even have a house, he's living with his aunt and you are just ubiquitous. You're just there constantly. And the funny thing is now I was probably I, I, sometimes being a TV reviewer, you pay attention to too many things, which may be a bad sign for the show that I was noticing little things like when, when he's mentioning how the food is better when she's plating stuff putting it on a platter we see the kitchen and we see the the garbage is full if you're gonna if you're gonna be ubiquitously at somebody's house uh and it's not even your friend's house it's your friend's aunt's house the least you can do is take the trash out which was very full you're about to be fed you're always at their house underfoot you take the the trash the trash should never be full never 
No, never. You're you're right. Full trash bothers me. Well, especially when some, when you have people that are a living with you rent free, uh, and then your your rent free relative that's living with you has a friend that's that's also not living there but constantly there rent free and being fed. <laughs> well, you know what? It just adds to the comedic value of this. <laughs> so I think that you know the friend is a good addition. Can we talk about this little girl though? Yeah, Gabrielle. She is the pre precocious, which again is the nice way of saying a little bitch. But anyway, um, <laughs> Gabrielle is 11 years old, and we first meet her as she's being uh, chased by her nanny. And the nanny uh, uh, basically asks Idris Elba, has he seen her? And Gabrielle is hiding, and she's signaling Idris Elba, don't tell her I'm here. And so she goes, she has something of me, uh, some a personal belonging of mine. I need to let me know the moment you see her. And so we find out later what the uh, personal item is. Do you want to share with the audience what it was little adorable Gabrielle had taken from her uh, nanny? Why are you putting that on me? So uh, I, I have the filthy mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's more of a ladies item, so I thought maybe you'd feel more comfortable sharing with the audience. It is an, a device that apparently is used for Giving massaging for, yes from massaging. in the inside <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> an inside massage <laughs> an inside massage and I don't, I don't mean indoors i mean <laughs> <laughs> internal massage. an internal massage <laughs> yes 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 exactly my uh, that and then was... she, well, what's even worse is she ends up giving the internal massager to a dog, so the dog has it in his mouth like a bone, and <laughs> it was just, oh, very upsetting. Terrible, 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 because it's like, well, the thing that I liked is uh, it's not something that you would have expected. I didn't expect that at all. When it was like a personal item that she had, I was not thinking that. I was... I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was going to be else. like her her grandmother's ring or something right, like that. Right, I was I thinking I, like a ring or something like that. That's exactly what I thought it was. And to give us an idea, one thing I will give credit to the writers is they let us know who Gabrielle is right off the bat. If that wasn't enough to t teach us who she is, she basically lets us know how she controls her parents. And so when... Uh, uh, it just says you're you're about to get punished, so I'm gonna leave. And so Gabrielle's father's like, "Oh no, uh, you don't have to leave." And he says, well, "Just give me a second with Gabrielle." And so the father says, uh, uh, "Gabs, I love and respect you, and I don't want uh, I don't want to stifle your transformation, your transformative adolescent journey, uh, but please communicate your frustrations to me." So this is this is the response to. Her taking the nanny's dildo, uh, or I'm sorry, internal massager. So, <laughs> do, do we, okay, this do, do we should we, this episode isn't for kids. So no. anyway, <laughs> no, or at least not for kids that can talk. For babies, they won't remember any of this. Exactly. But anyway. <laughs> 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 anyway, and so this is the father trying to, ch you know, chastising her. But but again, he he doesn't want to stifle uh, her transformative adolescent journey. But please communicate your frustration to me. And and Gabrielle replies, "I'm having a lot of feelings. I'm struggling to articulate. I feel like I was drawn to the dildo because of my own uh, my own sexual intrigue." And the father's like, "Let's." 
let's go shopping. And that was the end of the discussion. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was too much talking as far as I'm concerned. These, uh, this is a new age type of parents. But the thing is, it's like, even though it's in a comedic sense, it's not that far off from the truth from the way some people appear to parent their children. They're making deals and negotiating and all this type of thing with it. There's no negotiation. Regardless of whatever, this the nanny is grown, you are a child. And the thing, besides the uh, the terrible language this child uses, which her parents are probably, you know, they're not paying attention to, she, you, there's this lack of respect. That's what bothered me. I was like, if I ever even thought, I wouldn't even have to carry it out. Just the thought. The brain waves would have tra- traveled to my mother and she would have dealt with it swiftly. Oh, well, well, well the, 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 what's funny to me is they don't even go to the core thing of this because the focus is on the fact that this is a dildo. But to me, it goes to two things. A, you're going through the nanny's things. Yes. So the nanny was living there. So she's going through her belongings, which is all kinds of wrong. And then when you take those belongings, that is called stealing. So she was perfectly being set up to go to one of the finest universities in America. <laughs> She's going to have a great academic career. I'm so ding, happy ding, for ding, little ding, Gabrielle. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's... It... That part, again, I know it's television and it's a comedy, but that I was like, oh, no, that would never happen. And then the funny thing is, so the auntie, you know, when uh, Idris Elba is basically crying the blues about this little girl, uh, this is after, you know, the fact. And she, she was like, just bring her here. And I'll do, do you want to take my wooden spoon? Okay, if it, <laughs> if it doesn't work your way, bring her back here and I'll deal with her. And I'm like, that is so typical Nigerian. Oh, yeah, no, they weren't going to talk it out. It was going <laughs> to... No, no, no. But the, the funny thing is, he... Um, when so they go shopping and the dad ends up getting some call and he has to leave and ends up leaving the little girl with uh with charlie and so played by Idris Elba. I, I don't know why i feel i needed to say that but leaves the little girl with charlie and of course you know we get the feeling then that she kind of feels abandoned uh and that you know, this always happens that her parents are so busy and don't pay any attention to her. And so her terrible be- behavior is manifested in this way. OK, fine. It's the age old story. Uh, but, you know, they were they were everything uh, seemed to be cool initially. Right. Because he takes her to um, what is it called? Camden Stables. Yes. Or, yes. So Camden Stables. So he takes her to Camden Stables, which is like a cool, funky uh, uh, shopping area marketplace. And they get some clothes and they do all that. And so they get to know each other. And it's all good because he's not yet the nanny. But well, the basically, mo- that ended up being his audition because he uh, went They're at a very fancy uh, boutique where uh, Gabrielle's father is taken Idris and uh, and Gabrielle to because he wants to just stop all the dildo talk and the the so called intrigue about about it. So let's let's leave and I'll 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 uh, pacify you with expensive clothes. And I love when the girl uh, comes out. Uh, she's in the dressing room when her father gets a call. And we need to mention the father is uh uh trying to be an actor or he is an actor. He's going to do some stage work in London. That's why they're moving back to London. He was living in L.A. He has an American wife and. Um, 
Um, that's why his daughter Gabrielle, quote unquote, has an American accent, which comes and goes. Um, but anyway, uh, so um, so it's part. They do lots of jokes about the entertainment world and uh, LA life, or the the LA life of incredibly wealthy people. Anyway, um, and so when Gabrielle comes out to find that her father is gone and he's left her with uh, uh with charlie charlie says oh uh that, that dress looks really nice and she goes bitch please i look like i belong in frozen <laughs> and I was, just like, <laughs> I was like oh my god and he did agree but again you're talking to an adult and you're using that kind of language so i i i, I pity the foolish child who tries to imitate little gabrielle I pity your fate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially if you have an Aunt Lydia around, because she, yeah, she will grab that wooden spoon and uh, teach you some life lessons. Exactly, <laughs> hard life lessons. <laughs> All right, so is it time for us to? Uh... Oh, because you know what? Oh my God, the clock wasn't even in effect. So <laughs> no, I know I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't you even start it. Yeah, well, I, I I feel free not being blocked. The possible well, you know what? I started. I I thought about it after we we had already started. We were like a few minutes into it. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna watch the clock and I'll ding it because <laughs> I've been watching the clock. So so don't think I'm not watching, sir. All right, so I think it's time for me uh, to uh, ask you the final question before we move on to our next review. So Tachi, when it comes to turn up Charlie. Are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? I am going to keep watching because as you all know, we generally watch like one or two episodes of We watch two of this particular, uh, of both the things we're reviewing today, we watch two episodes. Right, we watch two episodes of this one, but I felt like I needed to go on, but I couldn't because I, there was other stuff that, you know, we needed to watch. But yes, I'm going to keep watching. I'm interested to see how their relationship de- develops. And now that I know it's not this, um, the toy thing, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I could do this. So it's time for me to ask you when it comes to turn up charlie good time charlie are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel i hate to say this but i think i'm going to change the channel really yeah i mean it 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 has some funny moments but again what's old to me is super snotty kids that don't have dimension to them I have a real problem with it. It was one of the things we reviewed. Another comedy we reviewed. The one, the staple of comedies now is little kids saying things that kids would never actually say. Um, we reviewed, I think, single parents or single parenting. Uh, we reviewed that, and just the kids were saying things that kids wouldn't actually say. This kid, even though these lines were funnier, it still didn't feel like a real person. I know this is a comedy, it's a sitcom, but I would have liked it if the if if the if they had made the child seem remotely like she would exist in reality. That child would only exist in a screenplay or in. Uh, a sitcom and so that made it really hard for me also her american accent which again it it comes and goes like the breeze and the tide it was just yes i noticed that because it's like i was like 
but American kids don't say. I can't. It was one word in uh, yeah. She uh, kept having turns of phrase, and there's there's certain she'd have an American accent that was pretty strong for a while, and then she'd say certain words. She would say it, and it would she would revert back to what I believe is her natural British accent. But I will probably scan it and watch one other episode just see if there's any backstory to Charlie's friend. Like what is his situation? I am intrigued about where does he does he go anywhere else? Where does <laughs> does, <laughs> does he sleep in their garage? what is happening with him so i am curious about that yeah well i'm and i'm the same way which is why i want to keep watching because i want to see how it develops sometimes you know things get a, a slow start and you're right she is not very she doesn't have much depth as a child character so i'm hoping that maybe it they develop her a little bit more now, one thing we didn't mention and uh, that we should have mentioned at the beginning was uh, the reason why Charlie takes the job once he's offered this job is because he ha- was a one-hit wonder back in the day, and he uh, aspires to have a musical career again. And so uh, uh, Gabrielle's mother is a celebrated DJ in America, and she has her sights on the, the Europe, and so that's what she's going to do. So Charlie thinks that if he does this job, that he will end up in the studio with this uh, super hot DJ right now and he will get his career going again so the what I'll be curious to find out is is this show supposed to have multiple seasons ultimately or if it was a one-time thing then it can have a full arc story where maybe eventually Charlie gets his career going and moves out of his aunt's house or if it's a regular TV show I, I don't see him getting a music career going anytime soon it's not going to so we'll have to see if it's going to have any more seasons i haven't heard any kind of terminology about this show that says it that it's supposed to be a limited series or anything like that of you no i i haven't also i think this is what we we have to to think about we i'd be interested to know from somebody who lives in the uk their take on this because they often have a very different take when it comes to programming and while this this probably this may play very well for them in the uk if that makes any sense because some things that kind of fall flat with us uh, may do very well in the uk so we'll be interested to hear uh, the take of somebody that is british or from the uk well, the funny thing is, it was a, it's a British comedy based on the fact that it's taking place in London, but it had a very American sensibility. It didn't feel like a Britcom when you were mentioning that at the top of the show. It didn't feel, to me anyway, it didn't have a very, the, the humor didn't feel very British to me. You know what, to me it did. To me it had a, a British vibe uh, to it. It, 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 though they're Americans were supposed to be involved, it uh, it had a very British vibe, which is why I'm like, okay, we'll see how this plays out. So now, what? Oh, now let me ask you this: What do you think of uh, of uh, Idris? Did Idris's accent fit in with the whole where he's supposed to be? Did it? Because it felt like that just sounded like Idris Elba always sounds. So I didn't well, feel. <laughs> well, he's, he's British. He doesn't. You know, this is for for uh, the first time when we're seeing him in an American type of thing. We're not here usually if he has. Has a, a role and he's 
you know, an American role, he doesn't have a British accent. So that's the way he sounds. The role calls for a Brit. That's what he is. But I'm confused because his parents were super crazy Nigerian. And so, and they're living in Nigeria. So was he supposed to have been raised in Nigeria and then moved to Britain? Or did his parents move to Britain and had him in in, uh, London and then they went back to Nigeria for some reason? Maybe there'll be a little more backstory, but okay, there, there's several things that's not that strange because you often have maybe um children who were born in the uk you know of nigerian parents and then their parents decide to move back to nigeria after some years and the kids stay in the uk so that or kids that were born in nigeria and then went to the uk when they were very young and just stayed there and the parents moved back so it's not that strange Okay, I was just wondering about about it as far as the accent went, because it's just like he has like zero accent, and his parents were like insanely Nigerian. Yeah, so well, I was like, should he have a little bit of a Nigerian something? Something. No, going on? my okay. parents are 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 Nigerian. I don't have a Nigerian accent unless I choose to put it on because I was born in the states. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to have been born in London or if he was, uh, or if he immigrated when he was like a teen or something. So it was. I wasn't. They didn't. They don't tell us that in the first two episodes. So I was curious about yeah, it. You have to watch on, sir. So, Damn and, it. And, and we have to move on. All right. Well, let's talk about our second uh, uh, show. And this is quite a departure for Netflix as well as TV channeling to even try to review something like this. Because we are cutting edge. We are daring here at TV channeling. We're breaking the rules. So this isn't a classic sitcom or drama that we reviewed countless times before. We're boldly going into something completely different. So let me tell you a little bit about it. The show is called Love, Death, and and robots. Uh, so, uh, Love, Death, and Robots is a collection of animated short stories that span various genres, including science fiction, fantasy, horror, and comedy. And we watched the first two short films. We watched uh, Sunny's Edge, and we watched three robots. So, let me give you a short synopsis of both of the uh, short films we watched. Uh, Sunny's Edge uh, in the underground world of, quote, beasties, end quote, uh, fights Sunny. Uh, uh, Sunny is unbeatable uh, as soon uh, as long as she keeps her edge and then the second uh, short film is called three robots uh, long after the fall of humanity three robots embark on a sightseeing tour of a post-apocalyptic city and uh to say one of them was a uh, very dramatic and the other one was a comedy and it was so interesting how different the vibes, the moods were completely different. The animation was completely different in both. And so you're definitely going to go on a journey uh, watching these. And, and the, uh, the violence in Sunny's Edge... Uh, the graphic nature of it is incredibly graphic. It was smart to have that be the first one to let you know that this is this isn't uh, what was the name of the uh, the uh, Rosie on the Jetsons. This isn't those kind of that kind of robot. So <laughs> this is an NC seventeen robot. Oh, and did I mention this is there, not R two? And there will be non robot nudity. So a warning to all. So if you thought if you thought we you, you have heard enough from us with the dildos in the first review, yeah, this is. This is this can be some rough stuff. So, what did you think of? Let's talk about Sunny's Edge first. What did you think of Sunny's Edge, Tachi? It was edgy. 
it was very edgy. Let me say that I wish this would have been anime as opposed to um, CGI characters because it, there is still a lag in terms of of reality with CGI. So you can see slight, and again, maybe I'm just really, it was, they, they were well done and they, they were meant to be monstrous. So, you know, they were well done and they were monstrous, but I, I think it would have been better if it was more anime-like as opposed to this, uh, this, the CGI. And it's because you could tell at some point when they were talking like the mouths, you know how it, it's such a difficult thing to get that type of animation to match up with a track. So you could see slight lags, a slight sync issue, but I mean, it's very, it's not very noticeable. It's only noticeable for me because I'm in, in, film so that's the that was the only thing and then you know but it was very realistic initially you know when it would it looked very real and then when they got close up i said oh okay this yeah it was CGI. clearly some uh, some motion capture going on because the movements of the uh, all the human characters were spot on and and very fluid and uh, I do need to say that there's uh, there's different animation, there's different directors and different writers for each of the uh, the short films. So you're gonna get you're gonna get many different kind of animation styles in there. I do do believe there's some anime coming in some of the other short films. Yes, yes, I think so. But I wish this would have been anime because it would have fe it feels like totally something that would be anime, as you said, very graphic. I was like. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so to give you a little bit uh, more idea of the story, it is uh, it's it's some kind of futuristic, some kind of uh, maybe some kind of Japan. We're not exactly sure what, what city we're in, but there's some kind of underground fighting league where people have some kind of uh, symb symbiotic relationship. They have some kind of chip or something in their head so they can control these like robot kind of uh animal hybrid things and they uh they battle it out in a ring and people come to watch and there uh there's betting that's involved in this underground fighting and um sunny uh is asked to throw a match and uh that's just not sunny stuff so we see She's how a every, rebel. we see how it all goes down. And what was amazing to me is um, that that we don't get a lot of short story things. Uh, there are short stories that happen and that end up being nominated for Oscars, and that people do things in short form to show what they can do to get other jobs, which is great. But as an audience, we don't normally get access to a lot of short stories, uh, short forms. And what's great about this, all these short films are under a half an hour, like more like uh, 17 minutes, under I should say under 20 minutes is more like it. And it was amazing how much backstory they crammed into Sonny in such a short amount of time. We learned about Sonny, and um, the 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 this short film. I've never had a short something that this short have not one, but two f false and surprise endings. So just like, oh well, that's a shocker ending. Wait, no, we're not. Oh, there's another shocker ending. So it, it was. I, I I really liked this uh, short film. The, the violence was graphic. The battle that takes place in the ring was particularly epic because of what these things are capable of doing. And they kept surprising us about what their capabilities were or what even their forms could be. So I found it quite surprising. And um, the ending especially was, I felt, very satisfied. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I I will say this. Okay, so Sunny as a yeah, it, this was really well done. Again, the graphic I was like, whew, jeez. But it was the story. There was a story, and like you said, they managed to you managed to get who Sunny was and what was going on just in this brief less than twenty minute uh, short film short interlude. And one thing it, that you can see is that. Sunny has mastered the ability to control. She has complete control because if you look at her opponent, he was like, well, one thing that, okay, was thing. I was like, okay, are you all cursing just for cursing sake? That, that was, that was one thing, you know, on the other, the, her opponent, I was like, you started off <laughs> cursing. Oh yeah. There were, there were C words. There were see you next Tuesday. There was a lot of stuff said very quickly. Yeah. Just, and I'm like, okay, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know that that doesn't happen in real life, but it's like, usually there is something that causes that type of reality. Although there are people who just gratuitously, I was going to uh, say, apparently you haven't stood in line at the bank or some at the grocery store. Cause people, that's one thing that has changed. I'm going to sound like a grandpa, but like, I am stunned when you, with people, the, the fluidity with people will curse now just at anywhere in any kind of setting. There was a time when people would have to have provocation to curse, like you're saying, versus just cursing as in saying any other kind of word like and or that or the. <laughs> they will just stick curse words in between as if it's just one of those things, no matter what kind of company. You could literally be standing in a line at the bank with a bunch of nuns and people will just curse like they're not even there. No, you're you're right. You're right. So it's not that uh, people don't curse gratuitously. It just seemed like it was thrown in there. You know. Oh, it like was it there was... to let you know that this is NC seventeen, Tachi. We are not getting around. Oh, you didn't need to curse for me to see that. <laughs> Between <laughs> ripping off of of limbs and, and stuff. Oh, I... and again, we need to make clear it's NC seventeen. It isn't just for the gratuitous nudity animated nudity um yeah no that that kind of shocked me i didn't realize that that was going to happen so when i was like wait what huh yeah so so not only was there nudity but there's also the violence is very graphic it's very graphic but it is well done uh and um i felt like we got a lot in those 17 minutes i hope that there's if there's a second season of this i hope that they'll revisit some of these characters in uh future short films because i really liked sunny i want to know more even though that the ending revealed a lot i'm still curious about uh, uh about exactly how Sunny came to be the way Sunny comes to be. Um, I'd like more information on Sunny. So I hope we get to revisit her. So what did you think of three robots? Oh, and bef- their uh, be- and their we, post-apocalyptic tour. Go ahead. Before we go on, before we move on from Sunny and the uh, and Cher, I think that one thing that I kind of think that was also kind of thrown in there is the fact that it doesn't say that she is a lesbian. It is the actions that that kind of speak to the fact that she may be. So I don't know if she th- sees herself as gender fluid or, or what, whatever, because that's not really well, at the very least. She's bi curious. Well, exactly. exactly. <laughs> at the very least. At the, at the very least. But my thing is like, not that that could not be in there, but it almost seemed in a way stereotypical. You know what I mean? All right. Oh. So she's the strong woman who who does the fight club thing. Of course she's a lesbian. But 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 remember, if we, we do get... Oh, God, see, I don't want to give too much away, but we get some backstory about Sunny's past and some things that have happened in her That's life. That's true. That's true. So I think that it might be a fair 
assumption that after some of the things that have happened to Sonny that she might choose a different path. Well, but see, then it's like, but that's always the story that they're like, well, when this happens, this is the result. And that's not always the case. That's true. She could, but, but it, uh, wow, it's so hard to talk about this without reviewing Without everything. saying exactly. Because it's exactly. only a 17 minute film. But, uh, but yeah, but I agree with you that that could be considered a cliche, but, but that also, uh, a doesn't necessarily mean B. So yes, it could be stereotypical that because of what happened to her in her past, she's uh curious or, or a lesbian or whatever. But she could have been a lesbian or whatever before those events as well. So very that's possible true. too. Very very but, but, true. But, but the demeanor, the tough uh, exterior that she has, that hard shell, it could be is probably based on what happened to her. Because she there's even a line where she said something to another character about how. We're not born with hate. The only thing we become born with is fear. Fear mm-hmm. is primal, but hate is not. You mm-hmm. have to be taught to hate. Mm-hmm. And so it was. So uh, so I don't know if what what her sexuality, if it's tied to the events of her life, or if it's just something that just happened. The two things don't have any aren't connected at all. But because it's a 17 minute story, we can't go into depth about that. But again, if you're listening, Netflix, and you there's there's a season two of uh, Sex and Rope of Sex and Robots, uh, <laughs> Love Death. <laughs> <laughs> love death and robots i keep wanting to make it sex and robots or sexy robots for some reason because these are sexy robots but anyway um uh but if there is a sequel an, a second season i would love it if you would revisit some of the characters because sunny is very rich and i'd love more sunny a prequel a postquel i need more sunny <laughs> so what did you think of three robots which was a comedy yes and we needed that to cleanse our palates after i the- definitely <laughs> after that sunny story i needed oh <laughs> i was like oh god if this next story is like this i don't know if i can if i could do it as much as as much as i thought it was it was a great uh sunny's edge was a great film we needed it and i th- and thank you Thank you very much, Netflix, for putting it in this order because we needed that comedy after. Very smart. Very smart. Very order. smart. Very smart. So I you know, and I thought it was actually very well done. It was quite so you had the three uh, like you said, the one um robot was very matter of fact and was like uh you know the smart robot but there was nothing outside of no emotion or whatever outside everything was factual then you had the the small robot who was like excited about everything so oh my god okay the little the little robot was insanely adorable his design as well as his voice so i'm going to speak to what you just said about how his excitement so when they're walking around this post-apocalyptic world looking at things they end up in a in like a high school gymnasium and they see a ball a basketball and so one of them uh the robot uh robots asked the other robot like you know bounce it and so uh and so the other one's like what what am i supposed to do with it he goes bounce it and so the one bounces it and then the little robot that's so adorable uh his his reaction is he goes amazing yeah. how, <laughs> how was it for you tell me everything yes <laughs> And it was a delayed reaction, which is why it was funny. It bounced and then it went. Amazing! Tell me everything. So it was funny because it was a delayed reaction. It was so perfect. The timing was so perfect. And um, 
I just I, I I oh and I love the uh, reaction from the other two robots. So the one that's the uh, the middle of the road robot, his response was, "Well, it was pretty anticlimactic." Uh, anticlimactic. And so the third robot, who's the very analytical robot, even though she doesn't wear glasses, I imagine she wears glasses. Yes. And so her response to that was, "Uh, uh yeah, well, welcome to humans." So <laughs> yes, just, uh, yes, that was perfect. Absolutely. I mean, and that that's an example of because you actually really start to think about it, and it's like, gee, we're simple. <laughs> I, oh my god, they picked humanity apart in that again, less than fifteen minutes. They pick us apart in so many ways. About uh, when they discuss, like you know, what humans, uh, you know, how uh, they they go into a diner and they're trying to. And one, the little robot is explaining to the other robot. One of the other robots, like, well, this is where they would. This is where they would come to fuel up. And so, like, well, uh, what kind of fuel do they? Uh, uh, ha- oh, well, they would take this and then they would put it into. They would put this into an orifice, and the orifice would grind the uh, the power source, and then it would go into a vat of acid. And so then the other, yes, so the, the other one's like, well, why did they just put the put the power into the acid before, so you wouldn't need to do all that grinding? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <So>. It doesn't. <laughs> and so then the uh, and he, and the other one. He, he goes so he goes so they had an orifice to put their power in he goes oh they had all kinds of orifices things going in things coming out it was crazy (laughs) it was just so funny and when you think about it it's like yeah it's it's so funny and so true and then when they talked about the um the 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 good the thing that the analytical robot did well was sarcasm so when she was talking about uh, the i can we're talking about the creation you know how why humans were created and she said apparently some deity created them out of dust for no apparent reason (laughs) (laughs) oh no it was it was so cunning and then at one point they discover um and and they go to some kind of they wander into what was uh like a convention center and it's some kind of expo and it was some kind of like uh e3 and it was the xbox uh three point something yes and uh and so the the one they 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 the other two robots theorize that this is basically this one the the one robot Robots, great 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 grandfather <laughs> and so as they're so then the, the discussion comes with the little robot like like well what are you descended from and he goes baby monitors <laughs> and so and, and so the, 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 the analytical robot says well uh there aren't a lot of babies around anymore and so then his response goes yeah we suck at our job <laughs> <laughs> just it was so funny no it was and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the cat Oh, the cat was just the absolute best. And when the cat's purring, the one they think that the cat's gonna explode. It's it's like it's been triggered. <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is, so I was like, "But analytical robot, did you not catch that? Why don't you know that this is not the case?" Well, I'm not even sure if they were like messing with the other the the one robot True. that act, that that is talked into pet if they're actually messing with him or if they actually were thinking seriously that that it could blow up because the one robot was actually getting a he was afraid that it was going to explode and kill him and so as the other robots backed away <laughs> so it was so fun again this is another one of those times I gotta say Netflix please revisit these characters. They were an absolute delight. I need merch. The little robot, especially the little orange one, I need him on a keychain. I need him on t-shirts. I need him on a cereal box. He is totes adorbs. 
I want him and I want him now. You know what I've discovered about you, Kevin? That you like adorable beings because you had the same thing with Mooncake. <laughs> Mooncake! Oh my God, I love Mooncake so much. Yes. Yeah. So you 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 know you like the the adorable the adorable things even. If oh, for are... those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when I say Mooncake, it's not a snack. It's actually a character in a show, uh, Final Space. Check out our review. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, as, as if there's any kind of surprise here, I think people might have an idea where we're going with this. It's time for me to ask you the question, Tanchi. So, ask when, away. It, when it comes to Netflix, let me look at the name again: Love, Death, and Robots, not Sexy Robots. Um, <laughs> are you going to keep watching, or are you going to change the channel? I'm definitely going to keep watching. I love the fact these two were such a dichotomy in terms of the the stories that I'm interested to see what the rest of the stories are going to be like. And I know, like we said, there are different directors, different writers and for each one. And so that means a different take on sexy robots. <laughs> <for each one. laughs> so I want to keep watching because I'm. I, it's well done so far. So I, I don't imagine that I'll be disappointed with the rest of the series. And so I will ask you, dear Kevin, when it comes to Netflix's sexy robot, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Love, sex, and rope, no. Love, Love, death, and robot. Death, and robot. Lord, that's so hard. Love, death, and robots. What do you think? Are you going to continue watching or will you change the channel? Oh, my God. I literally, the only thing that stopped me from watching more was I had to record this show with you. I was so excited. (laughs) It was so much fun. Fun. I can't. Again, I can't get over how much story they conveyed, and both of those of the shorts had surprise endings that were like genuinely surprises. So many times people try to give you things that are surprise endings, and I'm like, not surprised, not impressed. Um, just not that not impressed meme. So I was impressed. I was surprised, and one of them multiple times. And so. So much fun. It is amazing how much story can be packed into short-form things. I wish that there'd be more opportunities for short-form things because so many things, sometimes someone will have a really great idea, but they end up having to pad that idea with a bunch of superfluous uh, stuff to, you know, to stretch to make it like a 90-minute a movie or something or an hour-long episode or something. And these, they have, they give you less than 20 minutes to get to the friggin' point. And they absolutely do. They made me laugh. They made me care. So I can't wait to watch the other, uh, the other uh, episodes and to find out and to see what different kinds of animation we get because there are different styles in each one. So I can't wait. And, you know, maybe this is the future of content. We keep saying this, but this short form snackable stuff, if you're able to be this full in such a short amount of time and there are a whole bunch of idiots who can't even tell the whole complete story in two hours, what is that saying? So. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and because of uh, today, honestly, our attention spans, even for people like us who love TV, it's sometimes it's hard for me not to multitask while I'm watching something. Uh, my my attention will be diverted onto like what's happening on Twitter, um, <laughs> or we're answering our many fans on social media. So um, <laughs> we're responding because we always responding. We love you so much. So I get my attention gets drawn away. In these two short films, I was riveted, Tachi, to both of them. I didn't look away once. Uh, thank goodness my house wasn't on fire because I would have been killed because I was busy looking at the screen. 
Wow. And that response is a, res- is a, a direct response to watching the first robot movie. Very- <laughs> wow. You learned well, Kevin. Wow. All right. So Netflix is still, they're still coming up with this incredible content. They are. They are. They're not, they're not scared of you, Disney, in case you didn't know. Yeah. 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 You take your Marvel heroes and your Star Wars films. And all the other millions of things you have on Netflix. Exactly. Because they're making stuff like this. Yeah. And we won't, we won't be watching you unless you give us a free preview. The views expressed by Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you send us copies to review, then we'll watch it. Now that I'm on board with. And give our honest opinion. Now that I'm on board with. Take that, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it seems like we've come to the end of a show. And dare I say, at the end of a show on time. Oh my, this almost never happens. Thank good, thank goodness those were short form episodes. Because yeah, we if they weren't, we would have been way over. You all would have been doomed because we would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, it was, it was great though. I really enjoyed the, the opportunity to watch all of these Netflix properties. So thank you for being on board and watching with me, Kevin. Oh, and thank you. And thank you, Idris Elba's legal team for not putting Tachi in jail. I appreciate it very much because it would be really lonely doing this show by myself. Oh, my gosh. Though, I, though I'd always come in on time if it's just me talking. I'd, it would never be over an hour. <laughs> no, we know that's a lie. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All, All right, Tachi, it's time for me to ask you. Yes. Where can people listen to other episodes of TV Channel? Like that episode where we reviewed Final Space. It's a great episode. Check it out. It is a great episode. You should definitely check it out. You could go back and listen to all of our past archives and new episodes that we put up on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, also Google Play, Spotify. We are on tvchanneling.com. Also, tuneinradio.com. And actually, if you Google us, you can listen on any of your favorite podcasting apps. And the cool thing is we are also live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on wjmsradio.com. So that's right. You can listen to us Tuesday and Fridays, 5 what? p.m. Oh, two days a week of TV channeling. America and the world is is so grateful, I'm, I'm sure. You I, guys I know are you are. I know you are. I hear you cheering. I hear you cheering. I see you waving at me outside. I see you. I see you, neighbors. I know. I know you're happy. Well, you know, one one uh, one episode a week was not enough. We, they needed. They needed. You know, it's an encore presentation. Right. That's, people were like encore, encore. Exactly. So now you can listen to us live twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And when, if you miss us, then guess what? You've got on demand on any of your favorite favorite podcasting platforms or tvchanneling.com. And if case you do have a question about anything we talked about in the final space episode, this episode or any episode, you know, you can always uh, reach us via social. And how can they do that? 
Okay, we are everywhere on social media, Tanchi. We're on Facebook. We are on uh, Snapchat. We are on Instagram, the gram that's Insta. And not that old-fashioned kind of gram. This is the Insta kind. And then we, <laughs> we're also on Twitter, and uh, which is my personal favorite. And also, um, you can do an audio question to us because we have a little channel called TV Channeling Reruns on Anchor. And you can reach us that way. And we would love questions from you so if there's something going on in pop culture or if there is a show you'd like us to review let us know we will answer your question on social media and we will answer that question here if you'd like so we would love to hear from you and when you're checking us out on social media we would appreciate a follow and if you're going to go ahead and follow us on social media you might as well give us a great review um so we would love uh, to get a positive review and it shouldn't be negative because again this is the end of the show if you didn't like us you wouldn't still be listening would you some people like uh torture Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right, Sonny. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so very, very, very much for listening. We do this for you. We do this because of you. We have an awful lot of fun ourselves, but we absolutely love you and thank you so much for listening. We're going to sign off the way we always do. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Unless it's sexy robots. Cheers! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>